Chapter Four of Indian Child Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Indian Child Life by Charles Eastman. Games and Sports. The Indian boy was a prince of the wilderness he had but very little work to do during the period of his boyhood his principal occupation was the practice of a few simple arts in warfare and the chase aside from this he was master of his time it is true that our savage life was a precarious one and full of dreadful catastrophes however this never prevented us from enjoying our sports to the fullest extent as we left our teepees in the morning we were never sure that our scalps would not dangle from a pole in the afternoon it was an uncertain life to be sure yet we observed that the fawns skipped and played happily while the gray wolves might be peeping forth from behind the hills ready to tear them limb from limb our sports were molded by the life and customs of our people indeed we practiced only what we expected to do when grown our games were feats with the bow and arrow foot and pony races wrestling swimming and imitation of the customs and habits of our fathers we had sham fights with mud balls and willow wands we played lacrosse made war upon bees shot winter arrows which were used only in that season and coasted upon the ribs of animals and buffalo robes no sooner did the boys get together than as a usual thing they divided into squads and chose sides then a leading arrow was shot at random into the air before it fell to the ground a volley from the bows of the participants followed each player was quick to note the direction and speed of the leading arrow and he tried to send his own at the same speed and at an equal height so that when it fell it would be closer to the first than any of the others it was considered out of place to shoot by first sighting the object aimed at this was usually impracticable in actual life because the object was almost always in motion while the hunter himself was often upon the back of a pony at full gallop therefore it was the off-hand shot that the indian boy sought to master there was another game with arrows that was characterized by gambling and was generally confined to the men the races were an everyday occurrence at noon the boys were usually gathered by some pleasant sheet of water and as soon as the ponies were watered they were allowed to graze for an hour or two while the boys stripped for their noonday sports a boy might say to some other whom he considered his equal i can't run but i will challenge you to fifty paces a former hero when beaten would often explain his defeat by saying i drank too much water boys of all ages were paired for a spin and the little red men cheered on their favorites with spirit as soon as this was ended the pony races followed all the speedy ponies were picked out and riders chosen if a boy declined to ride there would be shouts of derision last of all came the swimming 
a little urchin would hang to his pony's long tail while the latter with only his head above water glided sportively along finally the animals were driven into a fine field of grass and we turned our attention to other games the mud and willow fight was rather a severe and dangerous sport a lump of soft clay was stuck on the end of a limber and springy willow wand and thrown as boys throw apples from sticks with considerable force when there were fifty or a hundred players on each side the battle became warm but anything to arouse the bravery of indian boys seemed to them a good and wholesome diversion wrestling was largely indulged in by us all it may seem odd but wrestling was done by a great many boys at once from ten to any number on a side it was really a battle in which each one chose his opponent the rule was that if a boy sat down he was let alone but as long as he remained standing within the field he was open to an attack no one struck with the hand but all manner of tripping with legs and feet and butting with the knees was allowed altogether it was an exhausting pastime fully equal to the american game of football and only the young athlete could really enjoy it one of our most curious sports was a war upon the nests of wild bees we imagined ourselves about to make an attack upon the ojibways or some tribal foe we all painted and stole cautiously upon the nest then with a rush and war-hoop sprang upon the object of our attack and endeavored to destroy it but it seemed that the bees were always on the alert and never entirely surprised for they always raised quite as many scalps as did their bold assailants after the onslaught upon the nest was ended we usually followed it by a pretended scalp dance on the occasion of my first experience in this mode of warfare there were two other little boys who were also novices one of them particularly was really too young to indulge in an exploit of that kind as it was the custom of our people when they killed or wounded an enemy on the battlefield to announce the act in a loud voice we did the same my friend little wound as i will call him for i do not remember his name being quite small was unable to reach the nest until it had been well trampled upon and broken and the insects had made a counter charge with such vigor as to repulse and scatter our numbers in every direction however he evidently did not want to retreat without any honors so he bravely jumped upon the nest and yelled i the brave little wound to-day kill the only fierce enemy scarcely were the last words uttered when he screamed as if stabbed to the heart one of his older companions shouted dive into the water run dive into the water for there was a lake nearby this advice he obeyed when we had reassembled and were indulging in our mimic dance little wound was not allowed to dance he was considered not to be in existence he had been killed by our enemies the bee tribe poor little fellow his swollen face was sad and ashamed as he sat on a fallen log and watched the dance 
although he might well have styled himself one of the noble dead who had died for their country yet he was not unmindful that he had screamed and this weakness would be apt to recur to him many times in the future we had some quiet plays which we alternated with the more severe and warlike ones among them were throwing wands and snow arrows in the winter we coasted much we had no double rippers or toboggans but six or seven of the long ribs of a buffalo fastened together at the larger end answered all practical purposes sometimes a strip of basswood bark four feet long and about six inches wide was used with considerable skill we stood on one end and held the other using the slippery inside of the bark for the outside and thus coasting down long hills with remarkable speed the spinning of tops was one of the all-absorbing winter sports we made our tops heart-shaped of wood horn or bone we whipped them with a long thong of buckskin the handle was a stick about a foot long and sometimes we whittled the stick to make it spoon-shaped at one end we played games with these tops two to fifty boys at one time each whips his top until it hums then one takes the lead and the rest follow in a sort of obstacle race the top must spin all the way through there were bars of snow over which we must pilot our top in the spoon end of our whip then again we would toss it in the air onto another open spot of ice or smooth snow crust from twenty to fifty paces away the top that holds out the longest is the winner we loved to play in the water when we had no ponies we often had swimming matches of our own and sometimes made rafts with which we crossed lakes and rivers it was a common thing to duck a young or timid boy or to carry him into deep water to struggle as best he might i remember a perilous ride with a companion on an unmanageable log when we were both less than seven years old the older boys had put us on this uncertain bark and pushed us out into the swift current of the river i cannot speak for my comrade in distress but i can say now that i would rather ride on a swift bronco any day than try to stay on and steady a short log in a river i never knew how we managed to prevent a shipwreck on that voyage and to reach the shore we had many curious wild pets there were young foxes bears wolves raccoons fawns buffalo calves and birds of all kinds tamed by various boys my pets were different at different times but i particularly remember one i once had a grizzly bear for a pet and so far as he and i were concerned our relations were charming and very close but i hardly know whether he made more enemies for me or i for him it was his habit to treat every boy unmercifully who injured me end of games and sports recording by lucretia b